0: With a look back over the weekend sports action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome
1: along to full time with myself, Sinead Kyo. I hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. I um, hope you enjoyed as well the great sport that we were treated to over the weekend. There's lots coming up on the show today. Um, I'm going to be chatting to Kilkenny District League Chairman John Corgan about everything that's happening on the local soccer scene. We'll be taking a look back on Kilkenny's latest outing in the Alliance uh, League as well. So joining me to discuss the semi final clash this week will be legendary Kilkenny goalkeeper Michael Walsh. Uh, but first Carlo uh, Carlo cyclist Con Con Scully represented Ireland in Belgium this weekend in the under 19 uh, Nations Cup and Con came across the line in uh, the the top 30 and was the first Irish rider home and Con joins me on the line now Uh, Con congratulations on your exploits in Belgium over the weekend how are you feeling?
2: Yeah hi uh, thanks for having me on Uh, feeling 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 okay I was pretty tired today but uh, not happy with, well, happy with my results yesterday. So,
1: yeah, and tell us a little bit about the the competition that you were involved uh, in. Is that the first time to have kind of been um, involved in, a, in a, a competition abroad like that?
2: Um, no, so um, last last year I, I was lucky enough to be on the European on um, World Championships team as well for uh, cycling. But um, this would have been my first Nations Cup, which is uh, which is basically where. Uh, it's just kind of the races where you know, where the nations get to compete against each other, and that was the first round of that this year.
1: Okay, and and how long have you um, been preparing for for this race then? Because you know it's it's a big deal. I think you're one of only six um, on the the Irish team, so I'm sure there's a lot of preparation uh, that went into you know getting yourself uh, getting yourself ready.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's obviously a summer race season, but. Um, uh, just over the winter, I kind of really just went back to focusing on training and so on. I've been racing for about three weeks now, so I tried to gain as much race days before this race, so I was as well prepared as I could be for the race uh, there on Sunday. But um, yeah, no, my preparation went well, and I was very happy with my legs in the race.
1: Yeah, and, and tell us a little bit about kind of the preparation then, Con. Like, is in, are, how many nights a week now, or, or or mornings a week would you be training? Because I know that you're, you're um you're in secondary school, so y I'd say it's difficult to kind of balance everything. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your kind of your training routine.
2: Uh yeah, so obviously as you said, I'm uh, in leaving so it's uh, it's a lot of hours. So I have to, I do. Uh, two split sessions a week where um, I train in the morning so I to do before school. I do a bit of training then and then when I get home in the evening I try and do so I do about an hour in the morning I try and do an hour and a half and I get back from school and I do that two days and then luckily I have a half day on a Wednesday so I can get out for two and a half, three hours and then uh, Friday is the same for me and then obviously Saturdays and Mondays are big training days with the time you have off so three or four hours on those days too
1: wow so yeah. it's it's obviously something though uh, con that you're uh, committed to, and um, you know to put in that much time and and like we mentioned there as well you're you're balancing everything like school work and then obviously you're, you're a young lads so are socializing with your friends and all of that kind of stuff as well so um you obviously have big ambitions for the future if you're if you're putting in the kind of that the hard work now yeah
2: yeah no that's definitely, definitely I, I, uh, hopefully, I, I can um, in the future. I can make a career, and I can have to hope anyway to get that professional contract by the end of this year. But uh, hopefully, I can. Uh, uh, to be honest
1: with you, yeah. That's so, fun. so that's that's the kind of dream, is it? Um, is it con? just to kind of get that uh, professional contract? And you're actually hoping that, like within within the next year, uh, that that that's something that you might be able to achieve.
2: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully now this year. Uh, With uh, a few more results, like uh, Sunday there, that um, my contract does materialise with a team by the end of the year. So something I just kind of need to stay working towards. But that's definitely the dream, all right.
1: Yeah, and just going back to the, the race itself there yesterday, um, I was just speaking to uh, just one of the members there of the, the Carlo Road, uh, Road Cycling Club uh, earlier today. We were just having a little, little bit of a chat about you and just about the, the race itself. And he was saying you came up against a, a couple of challenges during the race. Can you tell us a little bit about those challenges that you faced?
2: Uh, yeah, so um, obviously the race was in Belgium and uh, the roads would be quite narrow. And it was about a bunch of one hundred and thirty and the neighbor managing road furniture and stuff like that. So there was a there was a few crashes and stuff like that stuck behind. But mainly the main one was on the on the Kemmerberg, which was the main kind of cobble climb, where I had to get off the bike and run up the section of it and then get back on and try and trace back into the group. So that was quite a stressful moment. But uh luckily it all worked out in the end and then um, I suppose we were a bit unfortunate in the end. We had two Irish riders in front group uh, me and Adam Gilsman. And fortunately, the last kilometres uh, Adam crashed. And uh, you you know, me. We, well, I got caught by that crash and I was on the road in the 30th. So I was very happy with the resulting to be in the front group. It was a 135 kilometre race, so to be there at the end, was, was I was very happy with myself.
1: Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing um, achievement, and, and I was speaking to your dad earlier on as well, um, just about I suppose putting it into context, just how uh how big of a deal it was, like coming in thirtieth. But overall, how many how many people were actually competing in the race?
2: Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it was a hundred and thirty, so, Wow. six six riders from each
1: nation. Yeah. And and just with the because we were talking about kind of you know you, you came across a crash and you had to kind of um, work out right what am I what's my next step now what do I do here and just all those other kind of eventual uh, eventualities that um, that came up for you like is that something that you you have to think about and consider even before the race right if X Y or Z happens what am I going to do do you have to have like a, a plan B or a plan C in place there just in case those different uh, those kind of difficulties come up for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We, it is something we talk about. So we go in your know, ideal plan A, eh, but uh, doesn't
3: doesn't
2: doesn't never really seem to work out. To be honest with you, in But race, uh, but no, the main thing is just when things like that, it is to just stay relaxed and calm and make the right decision at the time. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but uh, definitely last year I got a lot of experience doing that, and I think this year I'm in a better place to make those decisions, those kind of split-second decisions. So I was happy with how I handled it on the day.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and and Conor, I just want to ask you a little bit about your kind of background in in cycling. Then, so you were saying like you're you're eighteen. When did you start cycling? When did you first get involved with the cycling club in in Carlow?
2: Um, I suppose it would have been uh, ten or eleven. Would have been under eleven was my was my first time racing uh, and kind of autumn. I think my father always thought I would have had an interest in racing. I got on a, a racing bike and I just went off racing and became a member of the local Club there, Carter Road cycling club. I uh, suppose was very lucky to be in such a good club because the uh, support i had all the way up is the main reason I, I, I was able to get to that race. Yeah. It yeah, no, just kind of brought me on, to be honest.
1: And I hear that you um like you you kind of come from a family where there's a a big interest and involvement in rowing. So you you didn't go down that path. You ch- you chose to kind of go down the the cycling path. Was there anything in particular that you think drew you towards cycling as a sport to pursue, or what was it for you? Um, I think
2: to be honest, I had a bit of an exposure to bike racing when I was younger. My my grandfather uh would have been involved in the local cycling club and. It just, I just would have been, would have been at the Death Handling, which would have been the big race in bike racing. I've always had an interest in it, and my father would have been watching it on TV and stuff like that. But um, I'm kind of starting when I was 11 and under, under 13, under 14. It's time to start rowing. So I was, I was fully, I was, I was, fully invested in the cycling by the time the rowing came around. So just kind of wanted to do my own thing there.
1: Yeah and I suppose it was maybe just a sport that that really suited you um, but uh, yeah because I was speaking to your, your dad as I said earlier on there as well um, about the rowing but he just said that you you just really seem to kind of have the grow for for the cycling um, which is great but just I suppose getting back to, to yesterday um, it's a tremendous honour to, to represent Ireland in any capacity really uh, sporting or, or otherwise it's a privilege but it must give you a tremendous uh, pride con to, to don't the the green colours in um, in these types of events.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's, that 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 kind that goes without saying. That not often I get the chance to do that. So it was only my third third time ever. So uh, it just it definitely gives you that boost on the day when you when you do when you put on in the morning and you see the iron across your chest. It definitely it's definitely a proud moment anyway.
1: Yeah, and tell me what's next then? What's the next big event coming up that you're going to be uh, prepping for now?
2: Um, well for me it's full the next one is uh, over the Easter holidays. Um I'm back over to Belgium. I'm I'm gonna be racing for a Belgian team this year race track cycling and I have a, a stage race there on over the Easter holidays. So that's kinda of the main focus at the moment anyway. Just to get back focused for that and hopefully get another good result there.
1: Yeah, well, listen, Con. Thanks so much for for taking the the call today, and again, congratulations um, on your uh, your your great result there yesterday. Uh, coming in first uh, for the the Irish team and placing thirty eight as well. Um, so that's that's amazing. So please come back on again and, and keep us updated on how you're getting on um, in, in cycling and, and all these different events that you're taking part in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you again.
2: Yeah, that, that. will be. Thanks very much for having me on.
1: Thanks, thanks so much, Con. Thank you. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Uh, that was Con Scally there. As I said, there he uh, he's a Carlow man, eighteen years old, and he was the first Irish man home in the prestigious Nations Cup cycling competition in Belgium um, at the weekend. So we're going to take a, a quick ad break now, and we will be back after these
0: full time on kcl with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Laharts the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny lahartsvolkswagen.ie
1: Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. So now, Kilkenny narrowly missed out on a spot in the league final after being uh, defeated by a defiant Cork side in Parkee Cueve on Saturday. Uh, joining me on the line now to chat about that game is two time All Star and legendary Kilkenny goalkeeper Michael Walsh. Michael, how are you keeping?
4: Not too bad, yourself.
1: Good, not too bad. I've been, um, I've been listening to you on the the radio over the the last couple of weeks since I well, months I suppose now since I started with uh, KCLR. But I've actually never met you in person or or spoke to you on, uh, on air before. So it's, uh, I feel like I know you at this point, but this is the first time that we've kind of been acquainted uh, on air. So good to speak to you
4: and to you and the very
1: best of luck in, in the job there thanks so much um, well yeah Michael let's kind of have a chat now just about the, the Kilkenny match there um, on Saturday I know you were doing commentary duty uh, with uh, with Brendan there it was quite surprising that uh, Kilkenny didn't get the win because they, they led for the majority of the game I think it was only the 65th or the 66th minute that, um, that Cork actually got the lead and obviously they finished it out then in the end uh, but disappointment there for Kilkenny I, I, I suppose they, they would have felt that they, they had it in the bag after leading for so much um, of that game
4: yeah they, they definitely led for uh, as I said I think Cork got level twice and uh, they actually went ahead a little bit before that but uh, Kilkenny clawed them back again so I suppose yeah disappointment in the way it finished up alright uh, there's no question about that Um yeah. The Kenny played very well up up to half time, and uh, Cork came back very strongly in the second half and they finished really well and, you know, they deserved the victory in the end.
1: Yeah, and what was it, do you think? Was it the, the impact of the subs that, that Cork brought on?
4: Yeah, I, I think a couple of things. Uh, their full back had to go off, and he's only a young fellow, he's only 19, and whether he was injured or not, uh, they brought on Tim O'Malley at half time and they moved Robert Downey back to full back, and I think that had. A huge influence of that steadied up uh, their back line, which was quite open at times in the first half. And I think their forward started to work that bit harder as well. And bit by bit, they were they were coming back and you could actually sense it at the match. They were getting there, getting there. But then Kenny would keep tipping away with a point or two. And then Seamus and Harley came on and a few others. And they, they definitely made a difference up front as well. And Obviously, the goal position was turning point in the game when it came. At the time it came out as well, and they had the momentum then, and, and they pushed on from there.
1: Yeah, and do you think that, like, kind of, was there anything there exposed um, from a Kilkenny point of view that you think that they can really work on now?
4: Well, I suppose that, like, the, the big thing was the finish, and you know, um, the thing is, I suppose, you know, in matches like that, when you do get a big score, the momentum can carry the ball from there, and I think that. That probably did happen, but I, I'm sure Kikany will be disappointed in the way that the game finished out. Like, I mean, uh, Cork, I suppose, got on top uh, from about the 55th minute on and really. Kenny were struggling a bit from there on in, and maybe um, they will learn from that. And, and, and maybe, you know, I think Kilkenny brought on three subs, Cork brought on five, and I think maybe in the modern game, fresh legs are very, very important, and the panel is very important. So maybe, you know, in hindsight, maybe they might look back and think maybe one or two more subs could have helped out as well.
1: Yeah, and what was what were kind of the more pleasing aspects of Kilkenny's performance for you then yesterday?
4: Well, they, 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 yeah, the first half was, was was very pleasing. I suppose the way they used the ball. Um, from the goalkeeper out, and they, you know, they worked the ball very well. For the, the two goals in particular, they were really good moves and uh, using the ball short and then moving it long when they had to. And I think the first half was very pleasing from that aspect. But then in the second half, they went more route one again, and that seems to catch them out a bit because uh, that happened. I think in the all final last year as well and you know the Cork defenders are able to group and get the ball and come out with it and they're very hard to stop when they get moving and their, their pace is something else Cork so I suppose maybe when they look back on it maybe to, to mix up the game a bit more uh, at vital times is important as well
1: Yeah and I was just watching the Sunday game there last night as well and uh, Davy Fitz was just commenting he was very impressed with Kilkenny and how they played um, how they were able to kind of disrupt Cork's short passing game by going man-on-man and kind of forcing them to go along. Um, do you think Kilkenny are becoming a lot more tactical? I know traditionally they wouldn't be seen as a, a tactical team, but uh, do you think they're kind of earing a little bit more towards that now?
4: I do, and I think you have to. I don't. I think if you don't, you will be left behind in, in the game, the way it's played now. And I think Kilkenny have tweaked definitely, if you look at Killian Buckley's role, since he's come back into the team, it has basically been as a kind of a... Uh, four a fourth half forward or a third midfielder or whatever the need is required and they, they generally play two inside and as I said to you in, in the first half in particular they were working the ball through the lines and uh, I think that probably is the way to go now it has been not all the time but you need to mix it up but uh, I, I think that when the pressure comes on you need to keep believing what you're doing and that's keep working the ball uh, I think you know with a team like Cork if they get on the ball it. It's alright, you know, you can say man for man for so long but their, their pace and their power will eventually wear you down and I, I actually think that's what happened. I think that it was just incredible the way they just kept going and going and, you know, it was a big boost to them in the way that they, they won the game. You know, it was, it was a very powerful finish by them.
1: Yeah, um, and I suppose it's the end of, of the road for Kilkenny in terms of the league campaign but overall how would you assess the, the league for, from a Kilkenny point of view, Michael?
4: Yeah, I suppose, you know, um, they played the, the Antrim in the first game, which wasn't a great game. And then the temporary match, and I, I honestly, that day was a bit concerned when they came out uh, sort of Thurlis. They beat leash company, which I expected. But then, I suppose the big turning point as regards their form came up in Paranel Park. That was a really brilliant performance. And, uh, you know, that day would have given great optimism. And then the award the for performance, similar enough uh, in the fact that they won that uh, and in fairness, last night, or sorry, last Saturday night, for, for long periods, they they were well in the game. So they'll be disappointed in the way it finished up and they're, you know, they're not, to, and not to get to any final. But at the end of the day, as people keep saying, it's all about championships. So I think they're in a, in a good position. They still have TJ Reed to come back into the fray and one or two others. And I think they're building nicely and I think they'll, they'll, they'll do well come championship time, hopefully, anyway.
1: Just looking at the league, uh, overall, like all the different kind of um, games that ha- have been played uh, over the the last couple of, of weeks and months, like it's kind of given us a lot of food for thought. I think I, I just remember uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, I was here with Robbie. Sure, you know Robbie. You've done you've done commentary with yeah. them on a couple of occasions, and uh, Robbie was presenting that day, and he just he was asking me, you know, excluding Kilkenny, who would be kind of my top. Three teams, and at the time I said to him Tipperary, Galway, and and Limerick, and I'm actually not so sure about those choices now. And so it just, got, I suppose, it just goes to show the league has thrown up a few surprises, hasn't it?
4: Yeah, it's it's been very, like it's been a strange one though, um, and I know where we're coming from there. It's, it's been very very strange. If you look at Wexford, for instance, they won five matches and then they get hammered. Now is that a case of the the five matches they won weren't to play at a massively high pace or is it the fact that yesterday's match just played at a massive pace and they got cut out and maybe they'll learn from that or or what it's so hard to know Watford come down to Northern Park last Sunday to lose by six points and then they come along with that performance just seven days later and it's just it, it's just you know Limerick have not showed any form at all and you know what will they be like come championship you'd expect they're going to be back to, to very very strong again so you know what what the league is to me has been very very strange very very strange this year with, 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 and I think Teams have actually targeted certain matches that they wanted to be ready for and not not so much others and uh I, I, it end up it ends up with Cork and Walford in the final and I do expect the two of them to do really well in the championship, but I'd also expect a team like Limerick to do really well in the championship and they've they've shown no league form at all. So it's it's just it's just hard to make it all out. But uh what'll happen in the next few months will determine uh, uh it will determine everything and it'll also show us how or what teams were doing in the league as well.
1: Yeah, and I know you brought it up there. Um, you may have guessed from my, my accent that I'm a Wexford yeah, woman. I know. You're Wexford, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you, you brought up yesterday's match. And look, yeah. it was just a woeful performance, really, by by Wexford yesterday. But I'd like to think, Michael, and I'd just like to kind of get your thoughts on this. Uh, I, I'd like to think we're not as bad as what we showed ourselves to be there yesterday uh, against Waterford. I, I don't know what happened. What were your, your thoughts on that game?
4: Yeah, I would definitely think definitely they're not as bad as that. Sometimes that can happen in games. They go away from you, and it gets very frustrating. And you know, you know, just uh, what, what I was amazed at was the way Wexford Wix, gave up the puck out uh, to allow Waterford they basically allow Waterford to get to the forty-five without. Before they challenged them. and Watford were just too clever with their movement up front and stuff like that, and they just they just eat them alive that way. And you know, I, I just the whole the whole thing malfunctioned on them yesterday. Uh, Derry Egan said they, should, they were lacking energy and. That's a strange statement to make. Why would they be lacking energy? Did they train hard during the week? Did they not? Like I'm sure that look, Bexford came down with a big fall and they they wouldn't want to have performed like that. And surely they would have re- liked to at least bring it to the wire and see you know where they are. How the defeat would affect them, I don't know. It was a massive defeat, and it'll be interesting to see um, uh, you know how it will affect them because um, it's not nice to lose matches like that. The positive side, Lee Chin came back in looked looked uh, sharp. And, uh, you know, where do they stand now? You know, he, he brought he brought in quite a new, few newcomers into the setup, And where where do they stand now after yesterday, you know? They basically had a new half-forward line and, and a young for the inside on his leave insert. And to play a team like Watford, they, they looked, you know, so physically stronger uh, than Wexford. It was actually incredible. And, you know, when Rory O'Connor was, and that was the one worry I would have had about Wexford, Rory O'Connor was shooting the lights out in every single game. And yesterday, he was relatively well-held, or very well-held by Conor Leeson And no one really took up the slack, which would have been a worry uh, from my point of view. At the other side of it, with, with just coming up to half-time, they had full-back the lead. They were, in my view, deprived of it, Of a decent, uh, fair ball, I do think that ball was wide. And they should have at least got one penalty as well, I felt, in the second half. But at the end of the day, it ended up the way it did. And they have... They, you know, they have to regroup and try and forget about that result because they win the other five. But how they react to that now is going to be key. And, of course, their next match is going to be a massive match down in Wexler Park against Galway.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you've said there, um, especially the part about kind of Dara Egan's post-match interview uh, after that match and kind of, I don't know, I felt like it was a little bit of an excuse like talking about the lack of energy. They haven't played any more matches than anyone else during the league campaign. Yeah. So I did feel like that was a little bit of an excuse. But just one last thing just on that game then, uh, the Austin Gleeson sending off. I just want to know what your thoughts are on that. Like I just couldn't understand it. 18 points up to do that. It just It just doesn't make any sense. Like, and it's kind of, I suppose, lets the team down. um you know, going into the going, well, unless I, I know that they're going to appeal it now, but going into yeah, a at league it, final, it, you know, and without yeah, him, they may, possibly they may
4: get it off, they may get rid it, it might be rescinded. But, but like, I just said, just, just said, why in the name of God, when you're 18 points up, would you even give a referee or an umpire uh, a chance to do that or make happen to make a decision? You just walk away, like, if you felt that something happened. The game is over, long over, and just walk away and, and get out for the next day. Why anyone in the right mind would actually do anything to give the, to give a referee or umpire that decision and miss the league final is is beyond me. Uh, but that seems to be the nature of him. Like down through the years, if you look look at, it, he's a, he's an unbelievable talent, and you know, in full flow, there's no better order to watch. Like as he showed in the game, he was unbelievable in the game. But boy, with two or three minutes to go, yes, flick a lad or do anything at all to to, to jeopardize anything is, is beyond me and. Salim Cal was absolutely really mad last night. Now, look, I saw the instance, I was at the match, but when, when you come home, you see it. And there was nothing much in it. Whether he gets away with it or not, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard to know. Uh, but it, they shouldn't be in that position. It, the game was over. Just stay away from trouble.
1: Yeah definitely Um, it was kind of uh, I don't know it's very hard to make sense of that one Uh, but just sorry I know I said that that was the last question but I suppose just one more before we go the league final now next weekend who do you fancy for that one Michael?
4: Um who do I fancy for that one? It's a it's a hard one to know. Uh, how good were Water uh, Water are very good. I know that no matter what happened yesterday or the Sunday before when they lost to the Kenny uh, Cork impressed me as well with the way they came back last Saturday. I actually think Water have a slight edge if they have everybody on the field now. They may they still have players to come back. Stephen Bennett may appear next Saturday. But he hasn't appeared for the last two matches. If he's playing and Watford are near enough to full strength, I think they might have a slight edge over Clark. But uh, the Clark full back line is still a bit a worry for me, and um, we will have to wait and see. But I give Watford just that slight slight edge.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. Anyway, looking forward to the game. It should be it should be a good match. Um so yeah, and and look, uh, looking forward as well to see how Kilkenny are going to get on. Um, in the in the championship as well, it's not too far off now. Uh, well, listen, Michael, lovely chatting to you. And uh, hopefully too, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much yeah, for for coming on. on with us. Thanks for that, You're Michael. Chat to you soon. By bye bye Stay bye. Right uh, that was former Kilkenny goalkeeper and KCLR commentator Michael Walsh there reflecting on Kilkenny's loss to Cork on Saturday evening. Now we're going to take a quick break, uh, but we'll be chatting all things soccer now um, in the next
0: couple of minutes. So keep it here. Full time on KCLR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahard, oh, can the can home you hear me of there, Volkswagen okay. in Kilkenny. Volkswagen.ie. Oh, okay full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Welcome
1: back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, Now, as promised, we're going to be talking all things local soccer now. So I'm joined by Kilkenny District League chairman, John Corrigan. Uh, John, thanks so much for joining us on Full Time today.
5: No problem, Sinead. It's nice to talk football at any stage.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, John, uh, two wins for two Kilkenny teams in Leinster. Uh, Evergreen getting the better of uh, Oliver Bond Celtic, uh, 2-0 victory there. And Freebooters winning uh, 2-1 against B. each
5: yeah, that's fantastic result for them in the Leinster Junior Cup, and not not to leave out the Lions from Doro, They had a three-one win over St Joseph's in the Leinster Junior Plate, which is for second division teams. So we had three we had three teams out and three wins. So it was a great weekend. Now the Evergreen the Evergreen win was absolutely fantastic because all of our bonds are the current, one of the current hot shots at the moment and uh, I don't think I think Evergreen expected to win but I don't think anyone else expects them to win it so it was a great win
1: And uh, tell me this do, do Evergreen have it in them to go all the way this year in Leinster uh, actually it'll be for the first time if they do it'll be for the first time in their, their history I believe
5: It will be the first time that they, if they get to the final and win it'll be the first time winning it. they've been in the FEI Junior Cup final on two occasions unlucky, unlucky to lose out on both um, Look the, the Evergreen squad is as strong as any any squad in the in the country, and the the little bit of green they call themselves the Greens but the, the little bit of touch of the green, and they're capable of winning this. They definitely. And boers, um, have voters have won this competition on a number of occasions. I think it's three four, three or four occasions. But uh, this this particular team mm-hmm. is would be a lot younger. They're very good footballers. They've actually won the. They'd be the bones of a team that won. The Leinster youths on on two occasions, so they would be experienced in that line. But the age would be again but definitely evergreen have an exceptionally strong panel.
1: Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of booters, then what do they need to do now to to get to a, a semi final stage? Who did what? What are those well, games that are coming up there?
5: Due, due to the due to the, the opponents they had yesterday acting the meek there for a couple of weeks and messing around, uh they are they were yesterday they were two rounds behind Evergreen. They now have to go to Balbriggan next Saturday at three o'clock and a win there, they then have to play at the quarter final against New Oak from Carlo. So you know that, and at that stage, then the winners of that game will go into the semi-final, along with Evergreen, and there'll be a couple. Of, there'll be a, more than likely a team from down your own side of the country there. More than likely, North End would be one of the favourites to get there. And but other than then I can't think of who else is in it. But they, 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 they would be one of the stronger teams. You know,
1: right? Okay, so they kind of have, um, they have a tougher road kind of ahead then, do they? Just in terms of well, reaching the, the, the semi-final.
5: They're they're not going to get um, any rests. that's the problem. They have to they played yesterday, they have to play next Saturday. if they win then they have to play the following weekend. And then I think the the semi final is probably the weekend after that, you know, so uh wear and tear is going to be a bit of a problem on them if they get that far, you know.
1: Yeah, and and tell me this actually just uh, just to t- talk a little bit about the KCLR uh, mccalmont uh, Cup Then it's nearly completed. Um, any shocks or, or surprises there? I know Shane and Robbie uh, from from Scoreline. Uh, they were particularly happy with uh, with Castle Warren's win over St John's. Uh, yeah, that's,
5: well, actually, it's not actually uh, nearly finished. It only started yesterday. <laughs> Um, that was the, that was the first round and there was a couple of first round games couldn't be played because Evergreen have uh, there they would be breaking up two teams yesterday to put out the to go on a club club competition. So they their A and B team both have to play first round matches yes, and uh Canises and Lions have to play a first round match because the Lions involved in that place. So they'll be played next weekend and we'll be into the last the last sixteen. And uh, probably the matches yesterday all went with, well, all went as you would probably ex- expect them. That there wasn't any major shock in, in in it.
1: And what did you make of uh, of, of Castle Warren's win over St John's? Uh,
5: probably they, they would have been tipped to win it. Like Castle Warren, from the, Castle Warren are not a bad team. They would be in the second division. While well, St John's are one of the top two teams in the third division so the Castle Warren would be probably favourites to win that game you know but you still have to go and do it on the pitch
1: Yeah and just to talk a little bit about Canisys then um, they've had a, in, in Division 2 they've had a good season uh, Eddie Clifford has done a, a great job with the club this year
5: yeah, That's right uh, Canis, um were strong they came in this year we decided they were in Division 3 we decided at the start of the season looking at their panel that they would actually be strong enough for Division 2. So, unusually, we, we put them up a, a division and uh, we've been proved right. They would have actually uh, annihilated anything in Division 3. Good, strong panel. But, you know, they they, they have to work to win it. There's The lines from Doro are very strong. Uh, Freshford came in very strong. You had you had, uh, you had um, Castle Warren there strong. But uh, I think I didn't actually look at the league table now, but uh, Canis is telling me that they need a draw so I don't know it's either to win it or to be promoted but they're still in the bad. they're still a battle royal. there they still have, all have a game a game to play so I, I, I won't predict the way it's going to go but look they've had a fantastic season there would be a lot of ex freebooters and stronger New Park and this, uh, stronger teams team players that would have played in the Premier Division in the Kikennia District League and, uh, and have joined Caniston they would be a very strong team and are going to be a very strong club
1: yeah, and elsewhere then in Division One, Callan and Fort Rangers they're battling out now. They're battling it out now for for that title. And um, both on the same amount of points, I believe. Uh, but with two well, games left. So how do you see that one going?
5: Well, you see, both of them have to play Evergreen B, who are also in competition in 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 that competition, and it's between the three of them. Um, you know. Evergreen, if they have one eye on the, if their players, some of their players have one eye on the um, on the Leinster Junior Cup, it, it might suit Callan and Fort, and it's a toss of a coin which of them, which of them will come out on top. We could actually end up with a playoff for for that position, but you would fancy both of them to, to be both uh, Fort and Callan to be promoted at this stage. But Evergreen can still put a spanner in the works there.
1: Yeah, and and just kind of looking ahead then, I know it's still early days, but just even to, to maybe next year, um, like do you have any do you do you reckon that there's gonna be any any new teams formed or indeed any any teams folding?
5: That's that is very hard to very hard to tell, you know, it depends on there's an awful lot of things come into that, like are lads going to emigrate for work, are people going to come back home? um we have teams that dropped out because they thought they were going to run away with Hurling with Holland leagues that didn't work out and will they come back in to, 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 I don't know until they actually the um, the lists come in in uh, september august september you won't know what what you're going to have. But like what we did have this year is we had four very competitive leagues and that always stands to, to... You would always be hoping to draw more in on that. Like All the leagues are competitive right down to the very end and that makes a big, big difference.
1: Yeah, just to kind of speak to you a little bit about uh, Ireland's friendly there at the weekend as well. What did you make of that, the, the two-all draw? Look,
5: it, it was a good game. I was up at it. It, it was a good game... Um, we give. A, Ireland give a lot of the time looking at the ball. You know they didn't get it that often, and you'd be wondering if the the, the four or five real top players were Belgium were playing, would we have got it at all? But in fairness to him, he has them go on to the very end. They're trying to play football, and they did get two fantastic goals. You know, which is which is great. They haven't lost a game with a while, so look, he's he's heading in the right direction. Um, he's hampered by the fact that very few players. Playing the Premier Division over there, he's he's working off lower divisions. But look, the man can only put out what he has, and they can only do their best. And uh, look, it was interesting to watch it; it was an enjoyable game.
1: And what are your thoughts on Stephen Kenny, Dan uh, John are, Like, are, would you be in support of him? Uh, do you think he's he's doing uh, the best he can with the squad that he has?
5: I think he is like he was very unlu- when he came in. He was very unlucky, like with both COVID and injuries. And he, he for the first couple of matches, no way was he able to put out a team anyway. Like he wanted to put out, he didn't. He didn't have the players that he wanted to put out. And like he stuck to his guns and he, he kept he kept going the way he wanted. And I think he he deserves a chance. I definitely think he deserved what he got the other day and uh, give him a chance at, at a competition uh, have a full run at it and uh, judge him then.
1: Well listen John it's been lovely chatting to you. I hope you can you can come on again with us in in another few weeks time uh, just to talk uh, all things Kilkenny District League again. Um but yeah lovely lovely chatting to you and sure look we'll we'll chat again soon please God.
5: That's lovely Sinead any of, the, any of the committee are always at the other end of the phone if you want that. no problem and just ring anyone
1: Lovely thanks so much for that John yeah.
5: okay, okay, okay Sinead bye
1: bye 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 That was uh, Kilkenny District League Chairman John Corgan there um, bringing us uh, almost to the end of the show we're going to have a quick break now and we will be back after these
0: Full time on KCL with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Harts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny La Harts, Volkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Harts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie.
1: Welcome back to the show with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, Kilkenny RFC um, are into a Towns Cup final after a derby encounter with Carlo yesterday. Uh, our Stephen Byrne was at that match and he spoke to Kilkenny's David Doc O'Connor.
3: David O'Connor, Doc. Uh Kenny player coach legend we've spoken to you many times over the years Um, Towns Cup rugby 16 degrees small breeze it's like the middle of the summer here today Um, your neighbours Carlo down as well a tough enough game Um, it was your try early in the second half I think was the big difference in the end
6: (laughs) Yeah, look, it was different level in terms of physicality. Um, I guess that's Cope rugby. You know, like Carlo might be a division below us, but we were never taking it for granted. We know how physical they are, and if if the score was the other way around, no one would question that. You know, they're they're, they're a really good team. They're a young team. Um, we have seven days to recover now. Hopefully, there's not too many bangs. But um, yeah, look, delighted. It's quarter final. Uh, we'll take a three 0 win in the quarter final. So um, yeah, over the moon to be in the semi final. But Carlo can hold their head up high um, I thought they were exceptional today and not a bounce of the ball they could have been in for a try to win the game and no one would have no one would have begrudged them that
3: Absolutely it's, it's been a the season a strange old season as well because we're all only coming back from Covid we haven't had Towns Cup for two years the leagues have been all over the place with fixtures and Covid and everything it was hard to get a bit of momentum this year wasn't it And with everything going on so you, you just have to sort of uh, take out some Bronte a Towns Cup semi-final is you know happy days regardless of what happened in the league you're in 1A for next year that's done that's in the can but like there's a real chance for silverware this year um, yeah,
6: look, like, to be honest, I know this is quarter-final and only our second match in the Cup, but we've been playing Cup Rugby for about five weeks now. You know, If we lost one of the last five games, we're out of Division 1A, or into Division 1B, so we're treating everything like a Cup final. Um, so full focus is on Dundalk um, next week. Um, yeah, of course, we, we, we have ambitions. We do want to win silverware, but uh, Dundalk, the last time we played them, we drew a match up there. I think they have a few bodies back. It's going to be a real, real challenge. Uh, I think it's up in Mace. Is it? Uh, I think it's called... confirmed in the morning. Yeah. Okay, confirmed in the morning. Um, but yeah, look, uh, <laughs> I really don't know what to say after today. To be honest, um, it was it was, a, it was a tough match, but like we have to have one eye on a cup as well as one eye on, on, Dundalk, on Dundalk. That's for sure. Yeah,
3: that's well, listen, congratulations. Best of luck next weekend against Dundalk. Get the body right, on your end. And best of luck. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks so much. Uh, that
1: was tri-scorer Doc O'Connor speaking to Casey KCLR's Stephen Byrne after Kilkenny's win over Carlo in the Towns Cup quarter final yesterday. And that actually brings us now to the end of the show. Hope you enjoyed the last hour's chat and you will find me back here same time, same place next week. So please do uh, tune in to Full Time next Monday from 6pm. Uh, look after yourselves and I will chat to you again soon
0: full-time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Harts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny.